Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Hart, alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and special guest, Z the Nomad, joining us in the booth today. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at weglfm.com or tuning in after the fact by listening to our podcast or watching on Eagle Eye TV. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University where it is a crisp 67 and sunny this fine autumn Wednesday morning. You're listening to Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere Good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are you doing today? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What are you afraid of? Feeling, tell, me, tell me things. Feeling good. A little tired. I went to. I, I stayed up too late playing NCAA 14. Happens to the best that, of us. It's a life, you know. Uh, got one class today. Pretty excited to go ahead and get that done. And maybe go to the Atelier later to check something out. Not sure if I'll find anything, though. All right. Sounds like a good day to me. And then, of course, welcoming in for the first time ever, on WEGL, we have Z the Nomad. Uh, we've seen her and listened to her wonderful stuff over at some open mic nights, but we are happy to have her finally wrangled into the booth today to get some one-on-one time. Z, how are you doing this fine Wednesday morning? Um, I'm doing great. Uh, just uh, trying to still wake up. And, uh, yeah, I'm, doing this. I'm happy to be here. We are happy to have you as well. So at this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next two hours, you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL. You can also send us a tweet at CDISCAU. That's C-D-I-S-C-A-U. And um, I'll do my best to get back to you as I continue to run the show. All right, we'll jump right in. First of all, we got to do your Auburn, Alabama weather report. It is 67 degrees and sunny this fine Wednesday morning, uh, high of 87, low of 64 today. Very sparse chance of rain, as we will be seeing some clouds, but uh, perhaps an afternoon temp of 85 degrees and partly sunny. And then overnight temperature of 66 with clouds rolling in, giving you an 8% chance of rain as your overnight temp. So not much rain in the morning, but you might want to reconsider that in the afternoon as things cool off and we head towards a pretty cool autumn night. All right, well, we'll jump right into the show, and um, I will introduce Z, our special guest. Um, she sent me a little blurb, and of course, I'll, le- I'll read that to you, and I'll have her elaborate on it. So, Z McThomas, of course, is a 25-year-old history GTA studying public history with interest in black feminism, black queer studies, hip-hop, and contemporary issues regarding black femininity and masculinity. She is also a published poet, rapper, filmmaker, and musician. Music po- and poetry have been her lifetime lifeline for 15 years with her latest project inner child she hopes to connect back to that carefree self and provide a voice for those who are searching for that energy freedom love and growth we'd love to hear that so um z i have heard some of your stuff at an open mic night and let me tell you could not wipe the smile off my face when you were performing so super happy to have you a bit starstruck actually to have you in in the studio with us today i am not i am not there yet (laughs) okay so um you excited about this this big project you have coming up? Yes, I'm very excited. It was very um it it, it took a lot to release it. 
um I was kind of nervous because it's very 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 personal I don't really talk about these things uh unless you know me and people who are listening probably don't know me (laughs) so they're getting an inside look into my past uh my trauma my you know overcoming that trauma and just me uh searching for that inner child and nurturing it and making sure that uh it's fulfilled but yeah so that's why you went with the title inner child is because it's a deep dive into what what made you yes um so the title came after i went to therapy for the first time and i had wrote a poem about my future kids and me saying like i'm taking the steps to be a better person so that i can be a better parent because i didn't have that growing up um and so just thinking about how can i start you know where where does that journey start and it's like it starts from within and um it brought back a memory of me you know we go on youtube we we look up stuff and i was going on my self-help journey because uh health insurance is expensive uh so um i found this youtube video and it was like this inner child uh um video like meditation that's the word okay so i did it And I cried. I laid in my bed and I cried because the woman was like, tell your inner child that you're safe, that it's okay, that it wasn't your fault. Like picture your uh, picture, the moment where you felt like you weren't a kid anymore. And so I pictured that and I saw myself and I was like, "Okay, we need to fix that. And then so after, you know, a couple months later, I go to therapy for the first time and it comes up again. And so I go home and the song that I sent you is the one that I recorded and it was just me you know admitting to the fact that I've been holding in a lot of stuff that I thought that I had got over Mm -hmm. and I haven't so within the next couple of days I recorded like five more songs and then I was like you know what let's just put it out because let's let's just do it just a work of extreme passion yeah let's just let's just do it yeah so um yeah Z did send me a song so we're probably going to listen to that together after our first PSA break um at about 8 15 ish so stay tuned for that um you aren't going to want to miss that um so you 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 mentioned that poetry and music have been your lifeline for the past 15 years Mm -hmm. could you speak a little bit about what kind of tough times it's been able to get you through and what you look for in music and poetry when times get tough to kind of overcome and get get a push from from this art form you work on um so music and poetry well really music has been like the foundation I've been a musical child since as as long as I can remember um there were moments like I was two and three years old and my uncle would bring his keyboard and we would listen to jazz albums and there's one instance where um I'm playing exactly what I'm hearing and it matches and my uncle is like how is she able to do that she's like three years old Mm -hmm. and so music has always been there um my mother's uh musical her musical taste my father's musical taste they meshed within me and I wrote my first poem when I was seven so um a little more longer than 15 years but uh I was in church and in the black church, there's this notion, I don't, I don't know if y'all know, but there's this thing where, like, when you get the Holy Spirit, you pass out. And, you, 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 you know, God then hits you. And so I see my grandmother pass out. And in the church, they will put a white sheet over you 
to you know for the women because they have on these skirts and they don't want everybody seeing their hoo ha. So. Me, being the seven-year-old that watches Law and Order with her dad, I'm thinking that my grandmother is dead. So I'm writing, and I read it, and I'm seven, and I'm like, what? this is a poem. And I wish I would have kept that poem, but it's, like, long gone. So fast forward, like, three years, um, uh, unfortunately, that same grandmother is the person that caused a lot of my trauma. And so... Uh, and on top of that, I'm dealing with family issues. My uncle passed, just had just passed away. I'm getting bullied at school, and I don't have an outlet. And so poetry became that outlet, and I just started writing. Like, I've never really just sat down and studied poets. I just mm-hmm. write. And uh, a very close family member of mine, um, a couple more years later, I'm like 13. My parents have separated, and I don't know how to cope with this like I mean it wasn't great I'm glad that my mom left because it was a lot but still like now I'm in a single parent home and my mom didn't want that for her kids so I'm listening I'm talking to a cousin and um she's like just write it all down so I just kept writing it all down and kept writing it all down (laughs) and now we get to I get to Alcorn shout out HBCU and I go to an open mic for the first time, I've never performed my poetry at all. And I'm talking crap about the school because at the time, I just didn't felt like I belonged because I've always been the only black kid in my classes, in my, you know, with on my sports teams, in the band. I was the only one. Now going to an HBCU where I'm not the only one, I'm shell-shocked because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not black enough. I don't feel welcomed. And so I talk about that, and people come up to me like, yo, you're great, like, you're amazing, like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, you know what? This is a thing. And it became a thing. Like, that was on campus. Z was known for coming to open mics and shutting the stuff down. So so you, you kind of found your identity after not yeah. having one for a while. Um, yeah. And being in so many transitional places, you were able to use poetry and whatever you were performing at an open mic night to mm-hmm. give yourself not only – you know, identity, but like a notoriety. You're starting to get a little, a little hype, is what I hear. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, after I left Alcorn, um, I would still get asked to come back and do stuff. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put out a book. I'm gonna write this book. So, Ramblings of an Ain't was my first book, and that's a homage to my mother because she's a Saints fan, and she would always say, "I've been a Saints fan since they were called the Ain'ts." Mm. <laughs> so I was like, hmm cool title and so I write the book I put it out in 2018 and in the midst of me putting out a book I I'm also teaching so a couple of my former students they have a show they're like can you come to our show at this little shop in Meridian and um they're like just come see us so I see them I see them performing rapping doing all this great stuff I was like you know what I can do that too so I, I hit up their little manager, who I didn't really know at the time, their little person or whatever. I'm like, do you have recording equipment? He's like, yeah, you can come by my house and record. I was like, I want to do a poetry album. And then it turned into a rap album. And so self-medication came out a month after I released my book. Well, a month before I released my book. And I go to school the next day when it comes out, and my one of my students is like, Miss McThomas, you can rap? <laughs> 
And I was like, I guess, yeah. They're like, it's good. And all I hear is this little boy in the hallway. Yo, my teacher can rap. Y'all ain't heard. Listen to this. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this too. So fast forward to now, I'm like seven projects in. I've done another book. I've been in a couple more books, feature shows, um, done side projects with people, got my cousin into music, uh, started a, a uh, entertainment company or creative unit called Nomad and yeah this is where we're at now and I'm just determined to make this my life. That's what we like to hear and that's a great story so we'll continue to talk to Z the Nomad but we do have to hand, head to a quick PSA break. We'll be back in about two minutes when we come back we'll be listening to her song Truth Is so you aren't going to want to miss it. Stay tuned to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. We'll be back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and Z the Nomad, welcoming you in on this fine Wednesday morning on an early fall, crisp, clear day. Hoping you're having a lovely hump day so far, and we're hoping we're making your hump day a little bit better, including our chat with Z the Nomad. All right, we're going to be listening to Z's song, Truth Is, right here, right now. Um, Z, you got anything you want to say about the song to, you know, get people hyped up for it? Or you just want to <laughs> let them in cold? Um, let's just say it's a lot. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Davis, you excited? I am, actually. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Truth Is by the one and only Z the Nomad. Wonder. 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 Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> if not me. If 
got on these masks, too much to carry. Don't feel no pressure, one trick in heavily. You say you real, that's kind of scary. Why would you say that? Just gonna be poking at me like the internet. Package be heavy, my suit of fed. Problems, my clock with me out of bed. Looking along with the comments made. Oh my Don't just God. sit here shop, I'm just being honest. I mean, I got niggas on the block and on the time she do. Can you tell me which one gonna see the glory? And the Lord said, I just let it play out. Truth is what you can't, can't hide. hide I'm tired of playing positions. Missing my words got me distant. Saying I'm feeling when I'm living. living. All the uphold your, your conviction. conviction. I ain't forget why I say I that. If I don't make it, live it hell just for his sake. Damn. What kind of God would do this? Would you do this? Me try something different. Manipulation plus validation equals suicide. Insanity has become a part of my psyche because I can't seem to stop dying. All right, once again, that was Truth Is by the one and only Z the Nomad joining us here in the booth today. Z, that was awesome. Appreciate that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what What exactly was, is that part of your new stuff you have coming out? Yes, that is track three on Inner Child. So Inner Child is available when and where? Uh, everywhere, streaming services on tomorrow, actually. Ooh, good yeah, deal. September 30th. All right, yeah, and now, truth is, in the system, so you might just be hearing it on Weagle from time to time, if you keep that dial right here on 91.1, as well as the rest of the Inner Child album when that comes out tomorrow. So we're very excited for that. Now, that song in particular, mm-hmm. what it, what does that song, what, what did you put into it, and what have you gotten out of it? As it's kind of marinate, you know, once you hit, once you hit export, it's it's it's, it's it, there. It's there for the, it's there for good. Yeah, right. So so what 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 did you pour in, and what has it provided you now that it's out, as it were? I challenge myself to be even more clever with my bars, um, to stay uh, with the with the scheme, because early Z, I would switch a lot, like a lot. And so trying to stay consistent with that on a technical point, but as far as the content goes, just being really completely honest about my trauma with my grandmother and just, you know, with within, I'm giving y'all insights on the black community, but within the black community, there's this thing of like this unrelished, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, obedience to elders Mm -hmm. and so disrespecting them or not agreeing with them is traumatizing to some of us especially my generation because we're looking at it as well you don't respect me how can I respect you you're hurting me how can I love you you're doing all these things to me but you're throwing the bible at me saying you know thou shalt you know parents children obey your parents or your days will be cut short and these are the words that my grandmother would say to me and so with me, within the lines of the song, you know, I didn't forgive you. I ain't forgave why I say that because I, I set that out of habit. I set that out of fear. I set that out of, like, you know, um, 
you know, just because. So when I'm saying I ain't forgave why I say that living in hell just for his sake, what kind of God would do this? So, and then I'm questioning God as well. So, and that's something that black people don't do. You know, we, we, we are Christians. We are, we are the ones. Mm-hmm. We are the ones hooping and hollering and praising Jesus all the days long and giving our money to the church, even though we barely have money to survive. So it was that, and now that it's out, I feel free. I've, I'm totally free from that. I don't have to sit here, you know, saying that I, I can be around this woman when I really just can't. I just can't. And my choice of not being around her is not, you know, wrong. It's protecting my boundaries. It's protecting me as a person and protect, protecting my inner child. So, yeah, that's that's the it's a very, it was a very freeing song when I heard it and I finished recording it. Like the last part wasn't in there. I recorded that like a week later. And then so when I put it all together, I just sat there and cried. Mm-hmm. So because it was like I just said that I've been like something that I've been wanting to say for the last 10 years. You know, I finally said it and it felt great. And my inner child was so happy. (laughs) Did you see it kind of like a culmination of, you know, what the vehicle you had been using your poetry for Mm -hmm. so so long in the past is now kind of permutated and transformed over the years. And now you have, you know, an album coming out. Yeah. What what, what kind of impact does that have on you seeing your craft evolve and change, but still kind of serve the same purpose across your life? Um, It's very... uh, beautiful mm-hmm. to me um because when i first started doing poetry i was the rhymey rhymey poet everything <laughs> had to rhyme yeah and so took a trip to memphis did a couple of open mics ran into this woman natalie frost at the time she went by um poetic son and she did a poem and i was like whoa and we connected became friends and so i asked her, i said how do you write the way that you write and she says i write exactly what i feel I don't, I don't, you know, partake in schemes and ideas of what people perceive as poetry. I write exactly what I feel. So when she told me that that night, I got rid of like maybe 300, 400 poems and I started completely over. And that was like 2019. So now seeing me still doing that, writing exactly what I feel and, and, and people are like, wow, I'm glad you said that because I never would have said that. Like being able to be in a room full of white people and confront them about their white guilt and saying like, hey, you don't have to be guilty, just do better. Let's have these conversations. Or being in a room full of older black people and saying, hey, your religion is not what you really think it is and it's not really helpful for somebody like me, but I still respect you. Don't say Mm -hmm. just because I question it doesn't mean that I'm disrespecting you. Like having these conversations through my poetry and through my music has opened uh, so many doors and so many connections for me across this country and across this world. So, yeah, it's it's been great. It's been very, very great. So for the song, mm-hmm. it's very good once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. There wasn't any really obvious uh, inspiration. It was very unique in your own style. Mm-hmm. Do you have any inspirations too many I mean, like I know that's I know it's a hard <laughs> question, but do you have any like big ones that you listen to a lot that you kind of try to get their a little bit of their style in yours? Um, so I am a rapper, but I grew up listening to singers. Mm-hmm. So neo soul, R and B was my thing. 
So Jill Scott is a huge inspiration for me. Um, I would read her poetry book as a child. Um, She's just honest. She says exactly what she feels no matter what. So her, Lauryn Hill, obviously, Rhapsody, Smino. Oh, yeah. Um, Big fans of Smino. Yes, that's here. the man. I cannot wait to meet him. Like, that's that's a dream collab is to collab with Smino. Um, and just random ones. Like, I'm a huge uh, uh, I'm a huge Prince fan. And like just diving into his music, like how he just—he was just like, "Look, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, you can say what you want." And like his attitude, his demeanor as a person, like him personally, was just fascinating. Uh, Janelle Monae, and this is this is a weird one. Maybe it's not, but um, I really, 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 really like. I really, 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 really like John Mayer. Hey, He's, this guy's a weird. I'm, I'm a John Mayer I, guy. I love John Mayer, and I know he got a lot of flack because he was—he was—he's a—he's a lady. He's a womanizer, you know. But you know, he's, Swift, he, Swifties will come for you for just about anything. Oh, don't get me started on the Swifties. Bro. <laughs> Swifties, the the bay, the beehive, the 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 Barty, all of all of the gangs, all of this stuff. But yeah, it's a number. Like I I take inspiration from everywhere, and 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 lately I've been diving into other avenues that don't really fit me as a person. So like. When I tell people I listen to Kevin Gates and I listen to Little Uzi, they be like, you? The conscious one? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Kevin Gates has a whole degree in psychology. Like, don't think this man is stupid because he raps about, you know, his life. Because he's very, he's like, I, I look for honest artists. I don't look for artists who just out here rapping about what everybody else talking about. Like, no, tell me, tell me what you really thinking about. Tell me about your life. Not that I'm trying to get in all your business, but that that's where that's where the story is. That's where the healing comes from. When you just rapping about partying, popping pills, drugs, girls, cars, money, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody ain't nobody trying to hear all that every single day. So like artists like that, like um like logic, um uh even to a certain extent, Little Nas X. Like I love Little Nas X because he just doesn't care. He's going to be him regardless. Mm-hmm. And we have the same birthday, so there's that. Okay. So yeah, but it's a it's a bunch of artists like from genres across the board. Like music to me is just a universal language. So it's it's it's, it's that. You know, that's we love we love to speak it here at WEGL. That's right. That's All right. Right. So we're gonna head to a quick PSA break. It is right about eight thirty, bottom of the hour. But when we come back, we're gonna keep our conversation going with uh, Z the Nomad, including more of her hip hop inspiration, her hobbies, her interests, how she got here to Auburn, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, and of course Z the Nomad. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL ninety one point one FM. We'll be right back in about two minutes.
Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Ziva Nomad and Davis Carroll on a lovely Wednesday morning, welcoming you into the show. It's the bottom of the hour, so we're going to hit your weather report real quick. It is still a lovely day outside here in Auburn, Alabama. However, it has warmed up to 71 degrees here on the plains, high of 87 today. So get out in the sun if you haven't already. Uh, partly cloudy this afternoon at about 85 degrees. And then this evening, we're looking at an overnight temp of 66 with some clouds rolling in, 8% chance of rain overnight. So that's your Auburn, Alabama weather report. We'll jump right back into the show. We're talking with Ziva Nomad and Davis Carroll over the break. They seem to connect, had a, had a spirit, kindred spirits <laughs> yes. connected over the break by their shared music taste. So um, we'll see what else we have in common here on Conflict Discourse. Not so different uh, we are here. So I know you also talked about, you know, you got some ideas for the future. You're looking to start a podcast. What, yes. what, what's that going to be all about? You know, we, we like to blue sky, <laughs> green field. What, what, do we, what do we have on the horizon for Z? For the Z, it's a lot. I, I'm, I'm doing a lot right now. Um, as I'm here at Auburn getting a degree in public history, so I'll be here for two years, maybe longer, depending on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my artistic career goes, actually starting like legitimizing my business because i haven't gotten an llc for nomad um i've sold merch and stuff like that so um clothing line podcast the nerdy rapper podcast we're going to jump that off um doing all these academic projects um actually i'm in the process of writing a paper right now uh what is the title how does prince and tupac uh, stand against hegemonic masculinity. So looking mm. at their music spanning from Prince's Controversy album in 1981 to Tupac's uh, All Eyes on Me 1996 mm-hmm. and how they challenged these ideas of masculinity through their music, through their music videos, and just themselves as a person. So that's like a current project right now, academic and I hope to turn that into a bigger project of looking at musical artists spanning across the decades that challenge black masculinity, this narrative of, oh, black men are just angry and lazy and sexual deviants and only good at sports. And like, no, like you have men like Prince and Tupac and uh, even little Nas X who, who say like, no, black men can be this and this and this. And it's okay because at the end of the day, we're human. Mm-hmm. So like just stuff like that. I just like, I'm a theoretical person. I just be throwing stuff like we were saying earlier. I plan on doing like an analysis of Saba's Care For Me album, you know, with hopes that he reads it and loves it because I love that man. Um, it's a lot. It's, 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 it's working on another poetry book, um, getting that situated. I don't know what the topic's going to be. Um, and, yeah, just doing a lot. My mom calls me scatterbrain because I do a lot of stuff, but... I, it's just out of the love of the art, man. I just want to make this, like I said, I want to make this my life. I want to live off of this. I don't want to work for nobody no more. I don't want, I just, I just don't because I feel like my art is more than capable enough to make me tons of money and I can live and do a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's for, for the few years. The lifetime goals is some other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yes, I, I know you, you've mentioned you, you kind of bounced all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. What What is it that drew you into Auburn? Did you get put here? Did you get pulled here? What were the factors that kind of contributed to where we're sitting right here? <laughs> Why Auburn? So, 
at Alcorn, I have these, I had these two mentors, um, uh, Dr. Sanders and Dr. Uh, uh, oh, she gonna whoop my behind because I <laughs> forgot her name. Dr. Sano, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sano, Sano, and Dr. Sanders. That's they were like my mom and my auntie on campus. And so Dr. Sanders reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I know that you're trying to do music as your master's degree because I originally started master school, well, graduate school in 2019. Uh, uh, majoring, I was at Kent State. I was all the way in Ohio, mm-hmm. and this is where I started Nomad." And uh, I was majoring in master's in music theory, but then COVID hit, financial issues, so I came back to Florida. Dr. Sanders reaches out to me, and she's like, hey, I know you're trying to do music, but just look at this program. They're trying to get more black students into their program. It's a really nice program. They're great teachers. I know Dr. Bear. Just set up a meeting with him. So I set up a meeting with him, a Zoom meeting, probably like November of, of last year. And he was like, well submit an application there's no application fee just just do it like you would be great for this program we need people like you who are not just writing about world war ii and and the civil war like you have very cool interest let's do it and so i did i'm like okay whatever (laughs) and i really didn't think i would get in like honestly because it's auburn university i ain't never thought about auburn last time i thought about auburn was was cam newton and that was 2010 i was in ninth grade so that's the only thing i know of auburn so applied and i was worried i was like mom i don't think i'm gonna get in like eh, i don't i don't know and so come march i get an email saying i got accepted and that they're paying for everything and i was shook i'm like whoa (laughs) i don't know nothing about history i majored in music and english i don't know anything about history you know and so now we're here and um it's been great the faculty here is amazing they're caring they're they're always asking me if i'm okay like how am i adjusting um because it is it is kind of hard auburn hmm ain't no black people here man. <laughs> like it's hard it's very hard um like coming from an hbcu where it's like mm-hmm. 99.9 black to coming to auburn where it's like less than five percent it's very like scary sometimes mm-hmm. but um that's been the big thing but I've, I've met a few people here i've met y'all and you know it's it's becoming a very you know amazing experience so far so yeah got a little loud but you know you know my That's bad. okay. That's the radio. That's the radio. You're yeah. not gonna break the mic. I I see that. <laughs> um. So has how has the transition from all these you know places in the country kind of affected your work, if at all? You know, I, I I know for me, you know, moving around, it's not something I've done a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been in one place my whole life. But uh, when when it do, when I do get moved around, it does move me in an emotional way. So, uh, mm-hmm. how how have you been able to does does moving get get old after a while or is it, is it still a new adventure every time it's always an adventure i've been moving around since i was five um probably earlier than that that's where the nomad comes from because i don't okay. really have like a hometown i claim mississippi because that's where i was born mm-hmm. and uh, other than that, i've i've lived in memphis i've lived in phoenix ohio st louis florida here um where else like and then I've traveled like when I when I first started like taking my art seriously I was going everywhere like 
there was a time where in my first apartment I had a map and I made a circle like Memphis, New Orleans, Meridian, Mississippi, where I was at and Birmingham, just going like everywhere. I've, I've done shows in Atlanta. I've done shows in Birmingham. I've done shows in Indianapolis. I've done shows in Cleveland. Um, just, just doing that, connecting with people. Um, and, Honestly, the pandemic did a lot of that for me. Like Instagram with these lives, these open mics. I I now know poets all the way in the UK. Like they're like anytime you're in London, hit me up. Like it's it's like that. It's crazy. Um the people in New York, California, uh Baltimore, Philadelphia, Canada, Nigeria, like it's crazy what the pandemic did for me. And it helped me grow as an artist because I had to sit down. I was so worried about numbers and being like everybody else. And the pandemic was like, sit your little down, man. Just chill out, just just chill out. And I did that and I wrote and I performed and I made friends. Like I have lifelong friends because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and because of poetry. And you know, I love them to pieces and you know, it's it's moving around is always an adventure it's always an experience it's a great thing and i think i'll probably never settle down maybe i don't know we'll see what we'll see what Bade says i don't know we gonna we haven't talked about that <laughs> yet but i don't know and uh yeah so sorry if these questions are all over the place oh, you no, know you're i just good. a lot to get to you're a fascinating individual so <laughs> Uh, when it comes to the the rap and the poetry, uh-huh. do 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 projects ever transition from one to the other, or was it when you write a poem, it's a poem; when you write a song, mm-hmm. it's a song. The last part in that song, where I'm saying manipulation plus validation equals suicide, is from a poem. It's from a poem called "A Kid No More," and in that poem, I'm talking about the very moment where I realized that I can't be a kid anymore. And to give you a little background on that poem, uh. My grandmother is asking me to do something. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to watch cartoons. We ain't got TiVo. We ain't got it like that. I got to see this. I'm not going to see it until next Thursday. You tripping, grandma. And so she says, oh, so you just going to make, you just going to let your grandma do this. You're going to make me hurt myself. Like she guilt trips me into doing it. And that first instance of guilt trip turned into many instances of guilt trip and trying to please her, even though there was no way of pleasing her because she just didn't like the fact that I looked like my mother and she didn't really like my mom. So she took that out on me and it was crazy. So that last little part in that poem, like I said earlier, I added that part later and I was like, this fits, it fits the song because into the next part of that song where I'm saying, I've been looking, I've been searching. That's me telling, you know, the poetic side of me that let's keep find, Let's look for this inner child that we lost at the age of seven years old, you know? So my poetry and my rap will always, there's been, like, I have a song on on SoundCloud called New Peace. That's an entire poem. I did not change anything. I didn't change the scheme. I didn't change any words. I found a Saba-type beat. Well, no, I didn't. My boy, middle child, William, I was in Ohio. He was like, yo, you got to listen to this beat. It's a Saba-type beat. I know you like Saba. I was like, bet. And I heard it. I was like, I got the perfect thing. <laughs> we recorded it that night. And that's, like, one of my, like, people request that song. Like, they love that song. So my poetry, my rap are, like, one and the same when it comes to just creating. So, yeah. Okay. So we got Inner Child dropping tomorrow? Yeah. All right. So get hyped for that. Available wherever you stream your music. We've been 
hanging out with Z the Nomad here this morning, having a great time doing so. Anything else you want to promote before you got to get out of here, Z? Um, is there anything else to do? Um, oh, duh. Follow me on social media. Uh, follow me on social media. Z the Nomad everywhere. When you spell the, I'm a rapper, so it's T H A. Z-E-E-T-H-A-N-O-M-A-D, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I'm actually posting my first YouTube video tomorrow. It's like a introduction. It's more on that song that I played, okay. the therapy session that inspired that song. Um, and uh, click just go on my Instagram page if you want to you know, purchase my poetry book. I have a poetry book out now, my second book, Black Women Only, A Celebration of Us. Uh, if you want to purchase that, hit me up in the DMs. Uh, if you want to purchase Ramblings on a, of an Ain't, that's on Amazon. Uh, is there anything else that I do? Uh, um, no, that's 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 about it. Man. Well, that, that's a it's a pretty sound <laughs> resume, if I do say so myself. Thanks. All right. Well, Z does have to hustle on over to the Haley Center to do her real job, yeah. uh, so she can stay here at Auburn. <laughs> but. We would love to have you back, Z. We had a great time. Hope For you sure. had a good time as well. Yes, we got to do this this hip hop, you know, debate slash talking about everything. All right, we shall hash it out on a later episode of Compact Discourse. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes. Thank you to Z for hanging out with us this morning. Check out our social media page to so the links to her social media page, and you can listen to Truth Is coming out on Inner Child tomorrow, or you can listen to it right here on WEGL ninety one point one FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes on the other side of this break. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Davis. I'm Jack Hart. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. We're talking with Z the Nomad for the past 45 minutes here on the show. We had a great conversation with her. Uh, We played one of her songs, and we got her story, at least uh, what little part of it we could fit into 45 minutes here this Wednesday morning. If you want to check out the entire conversation, you can go to wherever you get your podcast and look for Compact Discourse and listen to that PSA break free. You can also listen to Weagle for her new song coming out as well as her entire new album coming out tomorrow. It's called Inner Child, all caps, no space. If you want to listen to that, it's coming out tomorrow on every streaming service, I believe. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U, at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. We've got links to her social medias if you want to check those out. And then you can also follow the station, WEGL, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, WEGL underscore AU. I believe we had our first TikTok posted yesterday, so go check that one out. If you haven't already, there are plenty more to come. Um, Aaron and the marketing team are working super hard to get the content continuing. Uh, You can also go to WEGLFM.com. The website is continuing to be updated with all kinds of great content. Um, If you ever are away from a radio and want to listen to this show or any other great show on Weagle, you can do so by going to WEGLFM.com. There's 24 hours a day live stream. Just scroll down to the boom box, and there's a listen live, and just hit the play button, and you'll be able to hear whatever you're hearing on Weagle. You'll be able to hear 
including the Golden Oldies show, which played last night with Dr. Hepcat. That's on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9. We've also got Woodstock Hour. That's coming out tonight at 7 p.m. with DJP. So DJP is going to come and do his Real Deal Classic Rock show uh, coming up. And we got Cheetah Print. That comes on at 8 p.m. Cheetah Print is Chris Tobias' show. It is 70s and 80s disco music, 60s, 70s, and 80s, a little little electronica, but some songs from today as well, including some Daft Punk and some Michael Gray, and anything that will get you up and moving gets played on Cheetah Print. You know, the the show name is inspired by, it's songs that make you want to wear Cheetah Print. So that, that transcends year or genre or, you know, artist, so... That is coming up tonight at 7 and 8. we got Woodstock Hour and Cheetah Print back-to-back on a Weagle Wednesday. Plenty of great shows on Wednesday. You've also got One More Hour with Aaron. That's at 5 p.m. Happy Days with Jay. That's at 4 p.m. So plenty of great shows coming on Wednesdays here at WEGL. Um, Davis, your show's on Monday? It is. Monday's at 4. All these other names, have the they can incorporate their name into it. Sounds cool, but... You know, Davis is kind of hard to fit in there. Uh, you know, DJVis. It's not <laughs> DJVis is the unofficial uh, DJ name that Jack has given me. But since I have no other good one, that's what I'll be referred to in, until I can come up with a better one. So yeah. But Cheetah Prince seems to be having a guest tonight, based on founder Chris Tobias's story. Yes, Cheetah Prince will be featuring uh, Chief Engineer. Luke Walker, I'm excited to see what his Cheetah Print persona will be. Maybe maybe something to do with his, his Beats channel, Skywalker Beats. He could be like, I couldn't think of one in time. But Luke was on my show this 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 Monday, so he's going, doing the rounds. He's, making, he, he's getting a feel for things. He yeah. might be having his own show soon enough. So um, very talented is Luke Walker. Very, very refined taste in music. I think you can agree, Davis. Yes. So... We're excited to have Luke uh, joining us on Cheetah Print tonight. We're also excited to see him have his own show coming up on Weagle. Um, If you enjoy classic rock or just 80s music in general, 80s, 90s rock, you can stay tuned if you're listening on the radio to after the show at 10 a.m. We will have DJP coming in the booth and taking over my chair, and he'll be DJing for you up until noon, maybe even all the way till 2 p.m. this afternoon. Wednesday is our DJP day here on WEGL, so he's going to be sitting down in the booth and grabbing the mic, telling you about what is coming up on the playlist. He's also going to be taking requests, so he loves taking requests. If you want to call in, you can do so, 334-844-9345, and send him a song you want to hear live on the radio, WEGL. Um, you can also, we also take requests here on Compact Discourse, but uh, it's stuff we want to talk about instead. So if you want to call us, you can at 334 334- 844-9345. I'd love to hear for you from you about anything we have talked about or anything you want to hear us talk about here on the show. That's 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. And then you can also tweet at us at CDISCAU, at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. We've got plenty of stuff going on on the Twitter, uh, including, you know, hyping you up about yesterday's show, tomorrow's show, today's show, whatever we have to talk about. And, you know, the Sandwich Cookie Showdown, as it has been named on the Twitter, if you want to see the current bracket for which sandwich co- cookies have won and which sandwich cookies did not win, you can check out the Twitter. Uh, we'll be resolving some more Sandwich Cookie Showdown on the second hour of today's show. 
So we, we might just be see we might see the uh, the tables flip once again. If you don't know, uh, we here on Combat Discourse are trying every sandwich cookie, you know, chocolate, vanilla, chocolate sandwich cookie, an Oreo, if you will. Uh, we could get our hands on to determine which one definitively is the best, so you know you know which one to buy when you're out and about. Um, so far, Oreos defeated the gluten-free cookies pretty handedly. Um, and in a stunning upset, the Twist and Shouts from Walmart were defeated in a narrow contest by the Chocolate Creams of Publix. So The Panda Witches. You never know. So uh, up in the second hour, we got, we got Winn-Dixie taking on Kroger, and then we got some more great value cookies taken on some Little Dutch-made chocolate creams that I got for a dollar. So we'll see how much bang for your buck you get out of the Little Dutch Maids. All right. That is going to do it for the first hour here of Compact Discourse. When we come back, we got a lot to get to, including the Atlanta Braves versus Philadelphia Phillies series that's going on in Atlanta this week. We've also got some NFL and college football stuff to recap and plenty of other topics to get to. Call in with a topic or tweet us with a topic if you want our take on just about anything that's happening in the world. Plenty of news to get to as well. And, of course, your weather report. You can also listen to WGL. We'll have weather reports rolling 24 hours a day starting this afternoon after the show. So stay tuned for that. We are excited to bring you the show. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse. We'll be back in about five minutes with the second half of the show. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. Good morning, Auburn, and welcome into the show. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis Carable, welcoming you in to another exciting episode of Auburn's only student-run morning talk show. It's Compact Discourse right here on the airwaves, online, and on YouTube as well, as well as Eagle Eye TV. So, however you may be joining us today, we thank you for doing so. Uh, we had a fun time on the first hour of the show talking to Z the Nomad. Her album's coming out tomorrow, so she was on to promote it. If you missed that interview, you can head on over to uh, wherever you get your podcast to check out the podcast from today. Just search for Compact Discourse, and you'll be able to listen to the entire two-hour show completely PSA break-free. So without further ado, we'll jump right into the second hour. Davis, how are we doing today? I'll ask again. It's been an hour since I've asked, so... How are we feeling about today? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Lots to look forward to, including a trip to Baton Rouge this weekend. We excited for that? That's going to be a good one. It's going to be a nice, fun drive, hopefully. Might pass through my hometown. Might give you all a few of the sights while we drive by. Might yeah. point out some places. Specific hen houses. <laughs> I want every hen house and outhouse searched. But, you know, hey, no, never mind. We're not going to. That's too much explaining to do about the email I sent last night. But, you know, uh, I am a little aggravated about the weather. I guess not aggravated. I'm not, like, You're mad, mad about the, the weather. weather? Yeah. It, it, every every morning, it tricks me into thinking that fall it's gonna be has cool. fall. And then the sun comes out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it follows a schedule. I, I don't like it. 
I wake up, I'm like, oh, it's a little chilly. I'll wear I'll wear a nice pullover today. A little nip in the air. And then it turns like 90 degrees and I'm walking to class and I'm sweating. You think you've like learned it. your lesson by now. Oh, I have learned my lesson. I'm not wearing pants today. All right. So we watched The Fugitive last night. We did. It was a Great film. Uh, we, we've been listening to... Or we've been watching Harrison Ford movies, um, the the Indiana Jones quadrilogy, to be specific. Um, we were let's watch them so we could get prepared for Through the Lens, which is uh, WEGL's one and only and by default best movie podcast, yeah. uh, hosted by Alex and Davis, who retired from sports and talked about something more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, that, sports shows were a dime a dozen. We had to do something else. So through the lens that is available, it is primarily a podcast. It gets uploaded on Fridays by Alex, and the it will also air. Mondays at noon while the new episode's getting recorded. So you can listen to it whenever you want on the podcast, and then you can listen to it Mondays at noon right here on WEGL 91.1. So the last episode we watched was about the Indiana Jones trilogy plus one. Um, and so we kind of were, were thinking about, I, I kept referencing uh, Air Force One. Get uh, off, <laughs> what's he say? Get, get off my plane? Get the heck off my plane. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen Air Force One. I haven't either. I don't know why I know that line. Hey, you free tonight? <laughs> I'm not going to commit to that just yet. Okay, okay. But um, you know, we 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 were just we were we were bantering about Indi- uh, Harrison Ford movies. There's apparently one where he becomes Amish. Yeah, that's actually, the witness is actually really good. And then Chris started telling us about a film where uh, he captures an Amish person that's really good at bowling. That was that was uh oh Woody Harrelson. Yeah, it was Woody. What movie was and Bill that? Murray? That sounds. Called, I don't believe that's real. It's called Kingpin. So check that out if you haven't already. Uh, but what all this to say through the lens is coming out on Friday, where you can hear our opinions about the Indiana Jones movies. Um, also, we'll be talking, or Alex and Davis. If I decide to crash the party, I'll be talking too about Rango and Megamind coming up on the I, next. That one might be canceled. Okay. All right. Well, it, it is spooky season. So we may be we may be hearing about a scary movie. I think from, we might be doing Scream now from maybe? through the lens. Okay, so Rango's unable. To, his roommate that wanted to come on is unable to join. So jury's out on the next episode of Through the Lens. But needless to say, it will be entertaining. Uh, so we got the Indiana Jones movies coming out on Friday. Yep. The previous episode was Tenet. Yes. And then the one before that was Spider Man. Yes. Which I was not on, but I probably should have been. Someone was—we didn't have anybody on. No, you don't have any guests. I did yell at you through the window during that episode. Yeah. Um, so, all that to say, we watched The Fugitive last night, and Davis had a few questions about the legal proceedings that, that transpired in the uh, the opening, the cold opening, the credits of that film, um, with, with the kangaroo court-esque trial that Harrison Ford's character gets put through. Uh, upon being accused of killing his wife. Now, spoilers for the 1993 film *Fugitive* are coming up. It's also based on a true story. I think it is worth talking about as as we as watching it in today's context raised a number of questions that Davis had to posit. Should I just read? I'm not going to read the whole email. It's quite. <laughs> Give me some highlights. Give me some bullet points. So I emailed my evidence teacher. I might also send this same email to my uh, intro to legal profession teacher, who's who is a judge. So he might have more of a. He used to be a prosecutor as well. But I emailed him, and I was like, hey, Dr. Perry, very cool cool guy, by the way. I was like, 
I watched The Fugitive last night, which he apparently hasn't seen, so his answer wasn't too lengthy. But the thing I asked was, uh, when Kimball is hunting down his wife's killers, spoiler, he didn't actually kill his wife, but that's kind of the whole point of the movie, is uh, is he allowed to do a, the illegal things he did? Like, he steals the janitor's identity. Ted, kind of, he steals the ID and impersonates a janitor, which I doubt a court would care about too much if you impersonate a janitor. That That's kind of like free labor you're giving them, so I doubt they'll care. But, you know, uh, I'm on a tangent over here. Breaking and entering, theft, assault, and battery on the two men that killed his wife. So I was like, do you think the court would care that he did that, or do you think they count as like a citizen's arrest? And could the people that he hunted down char or like press charges against him for assault and battery and such? And he said he's unfamiliar with the story, but in principle, all laws broken by Kimball could be prosecuted. Mm. The realistic appraisal by a prosecutor may be and quite likely would be very different. The prosecutor's office suffers a limited budget and enjoys the right of prosecutorial dis- discretion. Kimmel might also be civilly liable for the damages caused. I have, a, I mean, it, it's my understanding that, you know, sometimes, maybe this is only in the film, in, in the pictures, as they say, <laughs> but sometimes, as is implied, if at the end of The Fugitive, people get, kind of let off for their crimes if the but by kind of an apathy from the legal department. They so, don't they yeah. don't want to prosecute so they just kind of pretend it didn't happen as it were. I'm I assume that's what happened. They're probably just like throughout the case, but like I was just thinking of They found like, something silly since, to make it a a, a non-case. Since it was real, I don't think it was as action-packed as it actually was. You think he jumped off a dam? I I'm going to be honest, I don't think he did. I'll look it up here in a second. I doubt he also fought his wife's, the person that ordered his wife's killing on the roof of a building. I'm sure he just ran from the cops and proved he was innocent. I'm not even sure how real it is. It might just be loosely based You're really off. walking back your argument here. Because now that I'm thinking about it, this is pretty fantastical to be real. Did he yeah. jump out of a bus that got hit by a train as well? Did they fight each other on the subway? I've just always heard that it's real, and I've never really looked too far into it. Mm. But you know, like, if we put it in the real world, obviously if you suspend your disbelief for this movie, and it's a great movie, and I'm willing to. I've probably seen it 30 times, quite a few times. Wow. I've seen it many, many That's times. That's almost as many times as I've seen Cars. Hmm. We watched it 10 times like last year. I will say that uh, much like Cars, it does have a very practical train crash. We, yeah, we watched a video about it. So yeah, I thought it was miniatures, but no, it was. And big, in the video, they trains. said pretty much every train crash that has transpired in Hollywood, uh, the one from Back to the Future Three comes to mind, uh, has been a miniature model. But this one was full size. They filmed it at the Great Smoky Mountain Railroad in Tennessee, and you can still go visit the the set to this day um, with the the Illinois Southern diesel locomotive with you know the smushed bus on it from the big set piece at the beginning of The Fugitive. All right, I think that's going to do it for Fugitive Chat. Okay, so apparently it's just loosely based on a guy that loosely. got put in jail for wrongly killing his wife. So he just found someone in his house killing his wife, and he got in jail for it. But he didn't run from the cops or anything. I think he was just in jail. A, a perplexing development. To not say not as cool. I've been lied to. All right, we are going to have to head to a quick break. But when we come back in about two minutes... We're going to be continuing the Sandwich Cookie Showdown as we have a head-to-head battle 
between the Little Dutch Maid and the Great Value Assorted Creams. It's going to be a pretty hotly contested match, so you aren't going to want to miss it. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more Compact Discourse. I'm Jack Hard, joining alongside Davis Carroll. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Combat Discourse on the Big 91, WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 and WEGLFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, as always. And we also have special guest Ella joining us in the studio for this morning's exciting episode of the Sandwich Cookie Showdown. If you don't know, we're eating sandwich cookies from around the world, um, I mean, uh, around the grocery store world, and deciding which one is the best so you don't have to go wasting your money on Oreos if you don't have to. However, Oreos could walk away as the presumptive favorite. They might just, uh, you know, pull a one seed and walk right through the dance. But, you know, that's why we eat the cookies, as they say. So uh, if you want to see the progress of we've made, you can go to our Twitter account at CDiscAU and see who has won so far. So far, it was uh, Oreos soundedly defeating the gluten-free cookies, 3-0, based on me and Davis and Luke's eating of them on Monday. I mean, you can also see that the Twist and Shouts, which were my favorites coming into the competition, got knocked out early by the Panda Witches chocolate cream sandwich cookies from Publix with the panda on the packaging. Not the tiger, the panda. So go ahead and check out the Twitter account if you haven't already to see the developments there. But without further ado, I mean, Ella, are you are you a sandwich cookie fan? Is this your I, go-to? I am. I don't know if it's my go-to, but I definitely love a good Oreo, but maybe we'll find an alternative. With or without milk? Definitely with milk. Okay. Good Follow-up take. question. Do you, do you eat it or do you peel it apart? Peel it apart. Mm, mm. Interesting. interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, no. No disrespect. I, I'm, I'm a bit of an anthropologist when it comes to cookies. I like seeing how people live. The filling is the best part. I'm a dipper. Like it is. Dip it them. is the best part, which is why I like to, you know, include it in every bite. Mmm. Mm. Hey, he said. I don't peel apart my sandwiches to eat them. When so you, when I, you I, had Lunchables as a kid, did you eat the Oreos first? You save them. Oh, I saved them. First. Good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Contrarian over here. I mean, yeah. What? what? To each, I mean, the battle of the minds wages on. All right, so let's not waste any more time. I believe our next matchup is going to be the Little Dutch Made Cookies Chocolate Creams. Not to be confused with the Chocolate Creams for Publix. They have the same name, but these are the Little Dutch Made Cookies. And the Great Value Assorted Cream Cookies. Now, this included some golden Oreos, as I like to call them, the vanilla versions. But uh, we won't be eating those. So this is Chocolate Cream Sandwich Cookies only. Uh, so if you end up, if this ends up winning and you have to buy these, you're just going to have to slow, throw out a sleeve of golden Oreos every time you, you buy a pack. So just take that into consideration when, uh, when you're eating these. But we'll start off with that matchup in the top right of our bracket, the Little Dutch Made Chocolate Creams versus the Great Value Assorted Sandwich Cream Cookies. I'll let you guys go first so we're not all chewing into the mics at the same time. Uh, but I will say these Little Dutch Made Cookies were purchased at Winn-Dixie. So you can get these at any of your participating SE Grocers uh, locations, Winn-Dixie being the local one here in Auburn, Alabama. But 
These were listed in the $1 snack department, so it was with the rest of the discount snack. So this entire pack of what looks to be about, you know, 30, 40 cookies only costing me $1. Uh, all of these have been very affordable, except for the gluten-free ones and the Oreo ones, um, all less than $2.50. So, you know, sandwich cream cookie is not exactly a, a hot commodity when it comes to the, your supply and demand curve, but I think these, um, if they do win, will be the most value per cookie uh, of, of the bunch, considering they were only $1. So how are we feeling about these so far, guys? Gotta be honest, the filling's just not there. It was barely there. I opened it up, as I normally do, and <laughs> there's I'm barely... opening it up for research purposes. Yeah, I'm going to put it back together. for research purposes, there's barely any filling. The cookie's also brown and not really a black, like a mm -hmm. Oreo would be. It also smells and tastes a bit like chocolate Teddy Grahams, if you've ever had those. Mm. That's the second one that has had a similar taste and smell to Teddy Grahams. Teddy Grahams are good in their own right, but if I want to eat Teddy Grahams, I'll eat Teddy Grahams. I think the taste itself is pretty weak. Like It's not really coming through a lot in any one, in any one way. Agreed. Agreed. It's just kind of like you, you, you taste it, but not very much. Yeah, there's a definite graham crackeriness to it that I think was present in the twist and shouts. Am I if I am I mistaken there? Um, or was it the chocolate creams, the panda witches? It wasn't the panda witches. So it I had do to be I do remember you shouts. saying that. Me and Luke were talking about Teddy Grahams over yeah. here. Here's the packaging if you'd like to see it. A little Dutch made. A little Dutch made chocolate cream cookie. Even Dutch though resealability is not in it, it is not resealable. Mm, that is that it is, is a, a dollar though. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, How would you feel about the floral design on the cookie itself? Is that uh, a winner? Pretty but weak one. Pretty weak floral pretty design lame. to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's especially good. what we got Could've coming up more. later in the showdown. I think the strongest one so far, at least the most distinct, has been the chocolate creams, which had Publix on the on the cookie. Got to let you know where it's from. All right. So next up, taking on those little Dutch made chocolate creams, we have the Great Value Assorted so Sandwich Cream it. Cookies. This comes in not only a uh, chocolate variety, but also a vanilla variety, which it's a ratio of two to one. So for every one golden Oreo you buy, you get two original. So that is what's coming up next. Davis, are you, are you doling out the cookies? I am. And I will say I do like the design on this one. Hmm. Kind of European. Kind of reminds me of like a wreath. A little. Yeah. It looks like, uh, is that supposed to be leaves? But it, yeah. it does look like lips. I say it's kind of like, a, you know, like the, um, you see the lips? Lips. It looks yeah, like I don't kinda. See lips. It kind of like, looks like lips. It looks like a, a like bit. like red lipstick lips. I will say that it kind of gives me like a midsummer vibe. Okay. Like with the Norwegian kind of like festival. It looks thing. like it'd be painted on the side of a of a house. Would you like to cleanse your palate, or did you already go go right in? I'll just go right in. All right. Honestly, the filling is better than the last one. It looks better. There's more. There's still not much, though. Not much? But not much, more. but more than the Little Dutch made. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going up against the graham crackeriness, the you know, the chocolate Teddy Graham-esque flavor. The, the color, it, it has a little bit of the brown to it again. So maybe that's a that's a that's a expensive process making the cookie a darker color. But this has a kind of a light brown coffee color to it. So we shall see if that is a factor. I think this might be the weakest corner of our bracket so far. I liked it. I like it too. 
Better than the last one. Even if I really didn't like it, it would have won just based off the fact I could still taste it compared to the chocolate cream, which was just kind of weak in taste altogether. I think the crunch was good. Uh, the filling wasn't – it was there. It kind of had a good ratio filling to cookie. I think the cookie had a nice – maybe not super chocolatey taste, but like a good chocolate cracker taste. That's my take on it. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the chocolate flavor. There's not much chocolate flavor there, especially, yeah. you know, just compared to the other one. It's more like a cracker to me. Mm, it, it, yeah, it was much crunchier. It was much crisper. It didn't. It, it immediately kind of went brittle as soon as you bit it, unlike the chocolate cream where you could kind of sink your teeth into it. Hmm. I think well, that one's clear. Closing assorted state- sandwich cream. With closing the, statements. With the accent over the E, assorted cream cookies is going to get the win there for me. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I think that's a 3-0 knockout for the assorted sandwich creams over the chocolate creams. So assorted sandwich creams will be moving on to the next round to take on the winner of our next matchup. It will join chocolate cream panda winches, Oreos, classic Oreos, milk's favorite cookie, and the winner of our next matchup in the final four of the sandwich cookie showdown. So on to the final four goes the Assorted sandwich cream cookies from your great value brand in the red packaging. The only packaging that's red out of our eight products we're, we're eating this week. Um, every other product either has like a baby blue or a teal on the gluten-free cookies or that classic Oreo royal blue present on the Oreos, of course, and many of the other packaging. So how are you guys feeling so far? I'm just still thinking about the worst one so far, still the gluten one to me. Okay, I mean, just the aftertaste on it really just it, uh, it had a bit of an edge. I mean, like lie. it wasn't certainly terrible, but the aftertaste just really lost it for me. I think I could deal with it if I had a gluten situation that I had to yeah. deal with dietarily. It wasn't like w- not worth eating. Yeah, but I'll agree with that. Gluten's just not the same. It's not the same as just like regular regular cookies. That's fair. It. Gluten-free. Gluten does a gluten does a lot to make it taste better. It it uh it hold it's the binding agent that holds together the flavors. What do they use instead? Like chickpeas or something? I'm not really a food chemist, so either. I can't speak on the subject. But I think chickpeas is a good guess. Hmm. It, it's always like pear skins or avocado pits. You know, something you didn't know you could eat is what is what's holding together your food. In my experience. I'm looking it up right now. All right. So we're going to head to a quick PSA break. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about campus goings on, the weather, of course, and anything else that pops into our minds here on a lovely Wednesday morning. If you want to join the show, you can. You can call in at 334-844-9345 and get your opinion on the show. Or you can tweet at us at CDiscAU. Or if uh, Little Dutch Made Cookies are your favorites and you want to tell us why we're wrong, you can tweet at us at well. But... Lots more to get to on the show, including the conclusion of the seeding of the final four of the Sandwich Cookie Showdown, and much more. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WGL. I got Davis. I got Ella. I'm Jack Hart. We'll be back in about two minutes. Ninety-one point one WEGL FM, Auburn University. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Ella. It's the bottom of the hour, 9.32 a.m. here in Auburn, Alabama. So we're going to get to your 
hourly weather report. It is 77 degrees and sunny outside today, as uh, Davis was not caught off guard by the weather this morning. Uh, it is going to be a high of 86 and a low of 64 on the plains this fine Wednesday morning in autumn. Uh, we got a low chance of rain coming up until this evening, so no need for that rain jacket as the clouds roll in this afternoon. Probably provide you some shade from this 85 degree heat we're expecting in the afternoon. Your overnight temp is still going to be 66 degrees with a 7% chance of rain and partly cloudy overnight here in Auburn. How are we feeling about the fall weather, Ella? Is it is it a welcome addition? You getting the pumpkin spice lattes? You getting no, the sweaters out? I am. I try to be in the spirits. I'm from New York. I'm from upstate oh, New York. Okay. So I, so I feel a... like I have a true fall up there, but here I feel like it's summer. Because yeah. normally the weather the weather is like seventies, eighties in the summer. So it's kind of it's it went from an Alabama summer to just a New York summer. Yes. Okay. From from being from upstate New York, are leaf chasers real? Leaf peepers? Yeah, is that what they're called? They like What's they that? they run up to upstate upstate New York so they can see the leaves change. Is that a thing? No, I think that is a thing. I really do think that is a thing. It's so beautiful. Like it's my favorite place, especially in the fall. Interesting. Family yeah. Guy was was right. So <laughs> that's where I get most of my my knowledge <laughs> about the outside world. I've been locked in a room watching Family Guy. Um, so. Yeah, well, while we were driving back and to Pennsylvania over uh, two two weekends ago, I mean, it being from Alabama, I kind of forget that September is the start of fall for most people. You know, for us, we're still you know going to the beach and wearing the sunscreen and all that. And but you know, we we, we stopped at farmers markets; they were selling pumpkins and apple pies and all this stuff. And like, I forget that you know fall starts a little bit earlier when you're up north. So uh, it was nice to have a little taste of fall on our drive back. Last, uh, last two weekends ago. So excited to see that. All right, let's get to your campus news for this Wednesday morning and this week. Of course, if you were at the game on Saturday, you might have been distracted by uh, Auburn's poor performance on the field. But at halftime, Lady Frances Hamilton was named Miss Homecoming for Auburn University. Uh, Hamilton's campaign, titled We Can with Lady Fran, aimed to make Auburn's campus feel more like home to all students. Hamilton is from Nashville, Tennessee, and is studying public relations, a senior here at Auburn University. Shout out to Amanda Warren, WEGL and Eagle Eye TV alumnus, who is um, on the homecoming committee. So she made all that possible for us here at Auburn University. Auburn is making the COVID-19 booster shot available to certain eligible individuals following the recent authorization by the FDA and the CDC. Pfizer's COVID-19 booster shot is now being made available at Auburn University to the following individuals eligible for a third dose of the vaccine six months after receiving their second. Individuals who are 65 years or older in long-term care settings, age 18 through 64 with underlying health conditions, or 18 through 64 at an increased risk for COVID-19 exposure and transmission due to your job or institutional setting. Uh, if you want more information about the booster shot, you can go to the Auburn University COVID Resource Center, which is available from your This Week at AU email. It is also available on AU Access or the university website. All right, the Beat Bama Food Drive begins October 1st, which is fast approaching. That is Friday. The Beat Bama Food Drive kicks off all day on Friday, October 1st. Join the Beat Bama Food Drive at noon on Friday for a dunk tank that will be placed on the campus green. We like dunk tanks? I love dunk tanks. I love to be the guy in them that gets dunked. How do we feel? I mean, you got to be there like early. Otherwise, you get like put in like the muddy, grassy water, like end of day dunk tank water. Yes. Not as desirable. So show up early on Friday. 
on the campus green if you don't want to get in the muddy, grassy dunk tank water. Since 1994, Auburn University and the Food Bank of East Alabama have united students, faculty, alumni, and community members to help fight hunger and poverty in East Alabama by challenging the University of Alabama and the West Alabama Food Bank to see who can collect more non-perishable food items to help those in need. The Good Nature competition has made an impact that reaches far beyond the campuses where it began. Since its inception in 94, the competition has raised over 6 million pounds of food for Alabamians without proper access to food, helped the Beat Bama Boo Drive win the Food Fight Trophy in East Alabama as they look to beat hunger and beat Bama. You can get more information about that by going to AU Involve and looking at Beat Bama Food Drive. But that is going to kick off October 1st all the way to the Iron Bowl in November. All right. Next up, you have the Auburn University is tackling the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. A new report from Auburn University illustrates how it is addressing the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The document completed this summer highlights the extent to which Auburn is engaged with each of the UN's 17 Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs. The UN adopted the goals in 2015 as a path to address global challenges and archive a better, more sustainable future for all by 2030. And then your last bit of campus news, if you head on over to the RBD Library, there's a new exhibit up featuring Heisman winners. Auburn University Libraries will celebrate the return of football to the Plains in its newly created Ralph Brown Drawn Library first floor exhibit space. The inaugural exhibit displaying memorabilia and artifacts from the Charles Johnson Collection is sure to please Auburn football fans. On display are materials showcasing Auburn's three Heisman Trophy winners, Pat Sullivan, Bo Jackson, and of course, Cam Newton, who we mentioned earlier on the show today. So if you are at the library studying or just want to drop by, if you're in town, go to RBD Library and check out the first floor where you'll be able to see the Heisman Trophy winners exhibit. Is that the one by the entrance? Are you? Do you know by chance? I can't tell from this picture, but you know, in my five years here, I think the library has had like three different full floor plans. Because yeah. on the first floor, if you walk in like from the parking deck on your left, I think I, that like that the... that would be that would be my first guess. That's usually where like. But it also might be downstairs in the special collection. Well, they've already they've had like foot like Heisman stuff there for a while now, so maybe mm. it's somewhere else. Okay, well, only one way to find out, and that's head over to RBD to check Get some out studying in. You spending a lot of time in the library recently, Davis? Not recently, but I have in the past. I mean, earlier this semester, but not in the past few weeks. Been slacking. Hey, but I haven't been. I got a 94 on my test yesterday. Oh, good job. Humble, so, humble brag for Davis. What, what can I say? I think he did scale it a lot, though. I mean, that's the only way you could get a 94, if I'm being honest. Whoa! <laughs> Zinger right there. Wow. All right. So, excited to check that out at the library. All right, Davis. I know, you, I know you're, you're perplexed. A lot of this show is just Davis being perplexed by things, and then we have to explain them to him. But so it's not some so of the show, not a lot. So of what's uh, what have you perplexed by today? You may some of you loyal fans may remember earlier in a, another episode of the show that I was talking about the Boston Dynamic Dogs, which I just showed Ella. Which are so freaky, by the way. I cannot imagine a dog like a robotic dog. Good thing it doesn't weird. have a head on it. That'd be even oh, weirder. No. What if it barked? I'd like that actually. You but would. The, I think it'd be kind of cute, but the thing is, I'm not. Co- I wasn't convinced on the last show I talked about these that they are real. I mean, like I know they probably, I know they are, but like something about them just seems. I'd have to see them with my own eyes to really believe it. But apparently, Auburn has one now. Yeah. All right. So if you don't know what Davis is talking about, which is you know par for the course here on Compact hey, Discourse, <laughs> uh, the Boston Dynamics dog, as we so lovingly refer to it as, is this yellow robot about the size of a big dog. 
is why we affectionately refer to it as that. With uh, with backwards knees, that is basically um, a little robot. You know, it looks like a little robot dog. Very uh, stable. With no head. Yes. Uh, you may have seen it little little dancing on the concourse uh, from time to time. What? It's been out there. What the world? I didn't get to you take a picture it. with it. I think it's hiding from you, Davis. Um, I don't think it's. <laughs> Until I see it, it's not real. But yeah, the university has one, uh, and it is for construction purposes. Uh, someone, I, I worked in construction over the summer, and, and my company that I worked for, we did have one. Uh, most of the time it was sleeping in the office, um, but I did see some videos of it in action. I never saw the one we had in office move, so that may lead some credence to your theory that they, they're not real, but... Do you have any? Do you have any any further thoughts? The on that? way that you said it was sleeping in the office makes it sound really cute. I think maybe I'm starting. Okay, to Okay, it was it was animals. lying in a crumpled heap in the office. No, not. I mean, it wasn't sleeping. I'm it was, anthropomorph. It, it was turned off. I, I, how do you say anthropomorphizing? Did I yes. say that right? I think that's the correct amount of syllables. As a dog, like I'm just like actually treating it as a dog now. Like I'd pet it if I saw it. Probably if I see it on the concourse, I'm gonna take a picture with it. Is that is that crane still out there acting like it's eating the the boom arm? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. What, what was it doing in the grass? I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, there was a a big a big uh, boom arm crane outside the student center yesterday. Not really. There's a lot of construction going on in Auburn, obviously. But there's always construction. The always. the the point of this Boston Dynamics dog is to traverse construction sites and kind of build a 3D map using uh you know AutoCAD and other softwares. Uh, and LIDAR. LIDAR, yes, a cousin of radar, um, in order to provide a, you know, a 3D accurate map of the construction site so you can kind of take a virtual tour of it. And it can also uh, go places and not have to wear a hard hat and be in dangerous situations that people can't necessarily be in. So, you know, w- we're seeing the future of technology right here on the plains as Army University has acquired a Boston Dynamics dog. Still, Still... Still Boston Dynamics yellow. It's not orange and blue. No tiger stripes on it yet. But yet. I think you know that guy that paints his dog like Avi might get might get a hold That's of my it. teacher. Good grief, Davis. You didn't know that? No, I did not That's know. That's my that. teacher. The one you emailed about the fugitive? No, it's a different teacher. Okay. <laughs> the one that was on the the Jumbotron last game. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, if you were at the Georgia State game, you saw the Ford Game Day hero. Um you thanked him for serving your country. He's the guy that spray paints his dog orange. Well, I think there might be another one, but he's the one that has a little puppy that he paints. Okay, fair enough. So uh, we're excited to see the Boston Dynamics dog. What 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 put this idea in your head? Did you see it? I think I saw it on Eagle Eye out there. So Eagle Eye was doing their job. I saw it on the TV. I saw it somewhere, and I started thinking about the Boston Dynamics dog. I will say Boston Dynamics, the idea of making a robot might be like can get into small places to help with rescues or something. That might be something they should look into if they haven't already. We'll get our top men working on it. Who? Top men. Yeah. All right. So I hope to see it. You know, I, I saw it on the concourse. Uh, was it walking around? It was just kind of like dancing. You know, it, you know how it yeah, it, like it, jumps it prances, around. It like yeah. calibrates his leg and 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 does its little backward knee dance. You ever seen The Martian? I've seen The Martian. You remember how he had that rover driving around his little crib in it in his potato farm yeah like he just like after he was there for a while he just had the rover like a little pet and it drove around you should get the boss's dynamics dog to do that maybe it'll make an appearance on compact discord we can we can get its handler to come in pro- to come I and have they a do chat that. it yeah. won't talk or anything but it could sit there i'll put some feelers out 
we might we might have get hedge path in here too. We might get every question you have about this thing answered definitively on an episode. That'd be a good Q and A, a little Q and A. That'd be a good way to learn. Good way to get the news out. A little, yeah, a little little uh, Socratic circle seminar, just a discussion. We'll sit down about the dog. I'm a curious guy. That this is true. <laughs> All right, we're gonna head to a quick PSA break, and when we come back, we got some more compact discourse. The final segment of the show, and we'll be resolving some more of the sandwich cookie showdown on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. I got Davis. I got Ella. I'm Jack Hart, your host, and you're listening to Compact Discourse right here on the Big Ninety One WEGL Ninety One Point One FM. This is WEGL FM Auburn. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. The Big 91 here celebrating 50 years, 1971 to 2021. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. We've got Ella. we got DJP joining us in the booth today. Welcome him into the show. He'll be hanging out with you for a few hours after Compact Discourse today. He'll be DJing, and you can also check him out, Woodstock Hour, tonight at 7 p.m. Hope you heard that PSA we played in the other break. Get excited for some... Uh, Real Deal Classic Rock coming up on the Big 91 tonight. Absolutely. So for the DJP morning show, DJP on the mic, whatever you want to call it, we're going to start off with a double two-piece. We're going to start off with some Bahamas and Eric Clapton. little juxtaposition there, but I think that it's going to sound pretty good. I'm pretty excited for it. I actually made some imaging for it, so I have an intro and an outro for my unofficial 10 to 12 morning slot. So if there are any other Weagle DJs or potential new members you want to show on Weagle, feel free to take that time slot from me. But for now, I'm going to use it for some morning content. He's putting a lot of work into it. You know, you can't say JP doesn't work hard. He's always working. He's hustling. Why do I feel like y'all are slick hating on me right now by saying that? That seems like a compliment. JP always seems seems like... All right, (laughs) JP, he'll take requests. You can call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. We take requests too, except it's uh, stuff you want us to talk about instead. Uh, But you can do that, the same number, same station, same studio. Uh, You can also tweet at us at CDISCAU, that's C-D-I-S-C-A-U. But without further ado, the only reason I can get JP into the studio today, it is, of course, cookie time. We're going to continue the Sandwich Cookies Showdown. If you listened earlier in the show, we had a little showdown between the Little Dutch Made Chocolate Cream Cookies and the Great Value Assorted Sandwich Cream Cookies, in which the Great Value brand pretty much knocked out Chocolate Cream 3-0 by unanimous decision. So we're going to move on to, I think, which is going to be a much closer matchup between the S.E. Grocer's Chocolate Sandwich Cookies from Winn-Dixie or your participating S.E. Grocer's location, whatever your local affiliate is, and the Kroger brand Kaleidos, which have gone with the most unique name out of all of these, I think. I like that. I like that name. What it's am good. I about to snack on right here? I this is the ch- uh, chocolate sandwich. From S.E. Grocer. So this right. is from your Winn-Dixie or participating other S.E. Grocer brand. You want me to just dive in? Yeah, why don't you? Uh, we'll go all two right. and two. Is it like a one bite, you know, the rules type fin- deal? Fin- or finish the take cookie. your time I'll on it. Clean it. Let me just get a... You can peel it apart. I need ASMR. Please don't. Please do not. You can peel it apart if you want, or you can just, you know... Manhandle it. I'll what? say the smell on this one's similar to the 
This one's giving me very. This is very Sandwich close to an Oreo. Cookies. When I smell this, I'm getting a lot of Oreo. I think the next one's going to be much more Oreo smell. I think it you're being because I just smelled it. I think so. you're getting tricked okay, by the packaging. Filling, filling not evenly distributed, but good take. There's a there's a big. I got a big crease. You can see that on the camera. I filling can, does not go all the way to the edge. No, it doesn't. But I think it's the best one that I've had today. Not gonna lie. This one tastes like what Davis said earlier about the the Teddy Grams, but it's really good. It tastes pretty close to an Oreo. I like that. It tastes good, but it, the crunch is no, the throwing crunch me is off. Just not there. It's just a lot a of give stopped. on it. Mm-hmm. It's not really. It's not really fighting back when you bite. Yeah, I taste a little bit of that Carl Clorox whenever he was wiping down the desk. But. Not a good mouthfeel from the from the SE Grocers is what you're saying. It did taste good, though. I, I think the assorted sandwich creams from Great Value were probably the crunchiest cookie we've had. But too much crunch is not a great thing. And I think this is kind of towing the line between a good amount of give and being too soft. That one's strong. That was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Pretty Pretty strong cookie. I agree. Thumbs up from everybody. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to the matchup. All right. So next up, we've got the Kaleidos from Kroger. Or, you know, you're participating Kroger grocery store. I believe it's Harris Teeter out in North Carolina. Or Ralph's out on the West Coast. So to our listeners around the country, if you want to pick up some Kaleidos, you can pick those up from your participating JP, Kroger. would you affiliate. like a palate cleanser? All right. I like okay. how it says dip them, love them on I there. That's cool. what I've been saying. This is I love Kroger. Like, Kroger's pretty much the only place I go. Another grocery store in the Carolinas, I'm sure that it's in other states as well, but Ingles, I love me some Ingles. They got the Boar's Head Deli in there, which I'm sure is at a lot of other grocery stores. Have you ever been to Wegmans? No, what is that? Oh, my gosh. It is the best grocery store. If you're from upstate New York, well, if you're from, like, Pennsylvania or anywhere like that. I saw them while we were up there, yeah. Best grocery store ever. Like, they have everything you ever want. And you know how, like, normally, like, Kroger does, like, the Kroger brand. Like, Wegmans brand is way better than, like, all the other brands. Mm. We got we have, to, okay. we have to make a trick up when to you, Wegmans. When you go home for Thanksgiving, you better bring back some, some Wegmans sandwich cream cookies. I'll bring back their old-fashioned chocolate chip. Okay. And we'll do we'll do a taste test. Oh, we yeah. like we are gonna do it. We are gonna do a chips ahoy. Like, taste yeah, chips test. ahoy. I can bring in the Wegmans chocolate chip. Oh, yeah, cookies. Uh, that's next up. And chips ahoy is not even the favorite in that one. Chippers is chippers. 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 Walmart chippers. The great value. Mm. I've determined are low key better than chips ahoy. Have you, have you cleaned your cookie off already? Uh, I've only eaten like a bite of it, but um. Kroger, I'm I'm sorry to say that I'm a little disappointed compared Whoa. to the previous cookie. I like the other one. The cream goes all it the way. It smells to the like edge. this is the one that smells like mm. Oreo, which I can respect. And the design looks really cool. It has little holes so you can see the cream. Good amount of cream in this. No, one. the cream is good. Oh, I heard a big, big bite right there. Big crunch. Half it all. Big, big crunch. Yeah, I kind of like the other one. I didn't mind that the other one was really soft. I kind of don't mind that because. I have two permanent retainers, and the bottom one, okay, I, that Jack looked like that was a weird take, but <laughs> I have two permanent ones, and they kind of, one of them came loose, so certain foods that are, like, too crunchy or whatever that break into a lot of hard-to-break-down pieces will mess with that bottom retainer. Like, when we were at Taqueria the other night, we were eating chips and dip, <laughs> and it got up in my retainer, man. It was really upsetting. 
but it's kind of annoying. But I'm going to the dentist next week. That's so. good. You know, I forgot to warn the audience to get their knitting needles out before JP <laughs> comes on the show. Spinning a yarn. Well, he is liable to spin you a yarn, so I just we'll know for next time. I will say the Kaleidos are the closest to Orioles we've gotten so far. I think, you know, not to bury the lead here, but I think Kaleidos wins this one for me. I agree. Kaleidos were good, I JP. I think so you're I'm the just, only one that disagrees. Yes. It, it, people have come back from a 3-1 lead before. If you, you try to convince us, JP, try to convince us otherwise. It's still too early in the day. I'm going to need me a second cup of coffee before I can get the fuel. Coffee. Really hit that. Did I say it like that? There you go, JP. Yeah. Was that said the, the magic mommy? word? That was Brendan Fraser. Nice. I said it wrong, didn't I? No, that's right. He's going to come find me. Brendan Fraser. Not Brendan Fraser. I know where you live. Oh, it's Fraser? Friend of the show, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. So I think hmm. 3-1, Kaleidos, get the W on this one? It looks like it. Hey, I think it's better to... If you, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, JP. I respect your contrarianness. I will say... I'm looking. F- I'm looking forward to the possible Oreos Kaleidos final. I think we've got a pretty solid final four coming up. Uh, just to do a little preview for tomorrow in the final four, we've got the Oreos taking on the chocolate creams from the Publix corner um, with which the pan- very good. with the panda on the packaging. The panda witch. Yeah, and then you had the great value assorted chocolate cream cookies. Probably the crunchiest cookie of the batch uh, will be taking on the Kaleidos from Kroger. So those are your final four in the Sandwich Cookies Showdown. All right. That's going to do it for Sandwich Cookies today. What do you guys have to promote? What are you excited about coming up in Weagle in the next few weeks? Davis. Um, nothing too really big. Got our movie podcast next Monday. Recording it. Going to release next Friday. Obviously got the episode this week coming out on Friday, Indiana Jones. Friend of the show, Jack Hart, will be, is on that one. Also have Are You With That next week. Not sure what I'm going to do for you. Maybe I'll find a theme. Maybe I'll bring someone on. Maybe I'll just be alone this time. But uh, if you like hip-hop, R&B, maybe check it out. Monday's at 4. How's the website coming? Pretty good. I'm really excited for new writers, new articles. So get on the website, hop on it, and read. Yeah, it's good so for you. WEGLFM.com. That might even be how you're listening today. I've noticed that the uh, the scrolling Ad banners for our shows have been updated with some new ones, so others are cool to check out if you haven't already. And uh, it's advertising some great shows we have on Weagle, especially on a Weagle Wednesday like today. We got Happy Days with Jay at 4, one more hour with Aaron at 5, and then coming up at 7, you got the Woodstock Hour with DJP, and then you got Cheetah Print coming on at 8. So what are we, what are we expecting on Woodstock Hour tonight, JP? Psychedelic rock episode. I am so excited for this. So I'm actually debuting my new imaging so for the past three years, I've been doing Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, mm-hmm. and I finally decided to update it just because it's my senior year. I wanted to change things up a bit, so I've got Sweet Emotion as my intro and Midnight Rider as my outro, so I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I got imaging for the morning show. I've got new imaging for the DJP show, which I'm actually airing. Well, not airing. I'm recording my first episode of the semester this weekend with my good friend, Jake Lewis, I'm not sure if he's tuned in right now. He goes to Alabama, but we're going to be talking about all different types of stuff. I've got like a couple different um, topics that we're going to go over, but I, he and I recorded like the longest episode that we've ever done of that show. So it's going to take a while to edit that one down and re-air it next week, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a blast, and I cannot wait. So plenty of looking of stuff to look forward to coming up 
on Weagle as we roll on with our 50th year. So thank you for being loyal listeners to not only WEGL, but of course, Compact Discourse. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Any final thoughts from our panel of discussions today? Feel free to leave that dial right where you left it because we are going to have the morning show. It's going to be morning rock. I'm going to be doing all different types of stuff, but make sure to call in with your requests at 334-844-9345. All right. Thank you, guys. That'll just about do it. We'll talk to Oh wait, Go 1-0. Go 1-0 today, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, however you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna, WEGLFM.com, or by listening to our podcast. We would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, commercial-free, wherever you get your podcast. Just follow for, just look for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. That's CDiscAU for links to the podcast, important information, updates to the show, and more. You can also follow the station at WEGL underscore AU on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. Check that one out. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals are working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, Ella Hawker, DJ P, Davis Carroll, and our special guest, Z the Nomad, that's going to do it for Compact Discourse on this fine autumn Wednesday. We will talk at you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Thursday, the week finale of Compact Discourse as we get ready to go to LSU this weekend. As always, this is Jack Hart signing off. Go 1-0 and War Eagle. Gentlemen, this is FM 91. W-E-G-L, Auburn.